Hello, and welcome to the podcast Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your avid reader of a host, Gary, with my co-host and wife, Goldie Ann. Today, we want to talk to you about the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. Fortean magazines can trace their creation to Charles Hoy Fort, who was born in 1874. He was an American writer and researcher who specialized in anomalous phenomena, which is the use of scientific methods to provide rational explanation to those events that fall outside of current understandings. It was because of his work that focused on explanations in the existence of everything from cryptids to ghosts and the possibilities of alien encounters. His work influenced many scientific writers from that time by providing skeptical and supporting methods for many topics. But there needed to be a resource for these types of writers to come together, and thus, Fortean magazines were born. Since its inception, contributors have provided articles about all manner of phenomena. That tradition of bringing together writers, providing objective journalism, as well as informative entertainment continues into the digital age. One of the premier examples of this is Paranormality Magazine, headed by creator Jack Kirby. Goldie Ann and I were privileged to interview Jack in between issues to discover how the magazine came to be, some of the behind-the-scene work that goes into putting together articles, and we even got to learn a few teasers of things to come. So join us today as we take a walk within the mist with Jack Kirby of Paranormality Magazine. Hello, Jack, and welcome to Within the Mist. Hello, Gary, and thanks for having me on. welcome so i just want to announce something really quick before we get going we actually are in print now awesome that is great so gone beyond just digital yes uh this month was our first month in print and then all our back issues will be in print uh within probably the next couple months well congratulations that's a big change for you it's a great step forward yes it is for a great magazine (laughs) Thank you. Well, before we start, I want to get this out of the way. I want to ask you the hardest questions first. So um, with your work with Paranormality Magazine, why does a ghost hate being caught in the rain? Why does a ghost hate being caught in the rain? I don't know. Well, from what I've learned, it dampens their spirits. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I had to get the hard questions out first, you know. Wow. But uh, before. Great. Yeah. I thought we were immune to the dad jokes during the interview. Oh, you're never immune to dad jokes. Okay. So, Jack, uh, for our audience who may not be aware of paranormality or your work, would you care to introduce yourself? Well, uh, I'm Jack Kirby. I uh, am the creator of Paranormality Magazine. Uh, we actually started out as a podcasting um, platform, uh, Paranormality Radio, where you can actually find Within the Mist podcast on there. Uh, but that's a just a directory of a bunch of different uh, paranormal podcasts. And from there, we wanted to evolve. We wanted to we wanted to start like a little newsletter, and then we did that, and we started talking, and it was like, hey, we could make this into a full fledged monthly magazine. So you can find that magazine at Paranormality mag.com and you can find paranormality radio at paranormalityradio.com 
That's awesome. Which we will make sure we put links to in our show notes. So, Jack, what did you do before uh, you got into the Paranormality podcast or the magazine? Well, um, I really just did a lot of my own paranormal research. Uh, I actually lived in a haunted building for about five years. Which oh, that's awesome. Interesting. Um, but I, uh, I, I did a podcast with my wife that was completely non-paranormal uh, related. Did that for a couple of years. And then we decided uh, that our schedules had changed enough to where we just couldn't do it anymore. So I went on my own route and decided to start up everything because of the pandemic, actually. Uh, Paranormality Radio started uh, during uh, my my uh, layoff, or not really layoff, but my work from home stint when I was teaching. Uh, cool. I was I was teaching cosmetology at uh, the local college here, and here in Florida, we were only on lockdown for like a month. <laughs> uh, but uh, but in that month, I had a lot of free time, so. My classes were normally like four, four and a half hour classes. And that got taken down to about an hour online because you couldn't do any of the hands-on work when it comes to cutting hair and doing all that. So it was all book work. So I I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I ended up, uh, uh, I had the, I had the uh, website already uh, for a project that I wanted to work on back in 2018. And I was actually going to do a paranormal podcast with that, but I just didn't have the time or the equipment or, you know, and, and some of that I was a little, a little nervous about doing. So I kind of put that off and then I was like, well, this is the perfect time to, to do something. Yeah. I think COVID, I mean, honestly, during the COVID period is when we got the idea to initiate our podcast and, you know, because of everything being slowed down, Goldie Ann uh, was, you know, furloughed uh i was still working but it did, just didn't feel the same and the driving and the free time started listening to more podcasts and then got interested in doing our own so i think covid19 is responsible for a lot of changes right for people <laughs> so yeah were you always interested in the paranormal uh yeah i actually uh so my start was with the UFOs and, and aliens. So this happened when I was in, I want to say fifth grade, fourth grade, something like that. There was this presentation at my school and I forget what it was for. It was probably for some drug awareness thing or something ridiculous. Like, you know, schools did back in the, in the eighties. <laughs> there. Wow. The eighties. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the presentation had these, alien figures and i got into a conversation with my friend and he's like aliens don't exist i'm like yeah they do they have to (laughs) and then from there it was just i got into it i started reading books on ufos and 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 aliens and then from there uh when i was in high school we discovered this uh cemetery called uh anderson cemetery and it's in illinois it's in a little rural town called Palmer, which is about maybe, maybe 500 people on a, on a good year. (laughs) Wow. But it's a, it's a farm town. Well, there was this cemetery out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, uh, I read a book by Troy Taylor 
and he does a lot of uh, haunted Illinois, haunted Midwest stuff. And he talked about the cemetery, but he would never give its location. So we spent an entire summer looking for oh, the cemetery. <laughs> so you had finally, to hardy boy it? Yeah, we did. <laughs> and we finally found it. The and summer. we went out there. <laughs> and it was one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever had. Why? What happened? <laughs> so some backstory to the cemetery is uh, the first. Uh, it was one of the first cemeteries in that area. And it was uh, created because of a wagon train. Uh, they had to bury their dead somewhere. So they picked that spot. They buried their dead. A lot of them don't have tombstones. Uh, the cemetery is actually still in use today. And when you drive up into it, they have a, the first part you get to is, a, is an actually a working cemetery where people still get buried. And then there's a road, a little cemetery road that you cross into the old part of the cemetery. And that's where everything gets weird. Okay, this is sound a little pet cemetery-ish. Kind of. <laughs> Over the ridge. <laughs> so you pull in, you pull down, there's a fence line that uh, separates the parking area from the, from the cemetery. And I did not believe that, you know, temperature change and anything like that was real. I was like, no, nah, there's nothing to that. I literally walked across that fence line and it felt like it dropped 10, 15 degrees. Oh, wow. So over the period of time when going back there, uh, I did actually record where it actually did drop 10 degrees from one side of the fence to the other. Really okay. cool. Now that driveway I was telling you about that drive. Um, if you cross that, the temperature changes. Hmm. So it's like this perimeter around the old cemetery. Awesome. So the whole area is uh, just, a dead zone. Just a dead zone. Yeah, pretty much. And then the closer you would get to the back of the cemetery, there was a wood line. And every time you would go back there at night, you would hear all this weird, like, I, I, I want to say they were, it was a coyote sound, but it wasn't because I grew up in the middle of a cornfield in Illinois. I know what, I know what the coyotes sound like. Right. Uh, but it was like this weird howling noise. Sasquatch. Maybe, maybe, but doubtfully. <laughs> But so we're walking around the cemetery and I saw this shadow figure uh, move in like one of the back corners. So I kind of mm -hmm. kept looking over there and looking over there. And then I started walking around and one of my friends was with me said, hey, did you see that? I was like, yeah. And there was like a shadow figure walking around down there. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. And uh, after that, um we were walking around a little bit more and then one of my friends like do you still see that shadow figure and i was like yeah and she's like where is it i was like well honestly it's right behind us <laughs> oh no <laughs> so that kind of that kind of freaked me out so uh, i walked back to my to my car and i was actually driving a dodge durango at the time it was a 99 dodge durango and it had those like louvers on the on the windows on the so when you roll down the window it doesn't come right. in yes so i sit i sit in my car and it's, it's still dark and i see the shadow figure on my passenger side and it walks around all the way to the back all the wow. way to the passenger side of the uh driver's side 
and then walks all the way back around my car. Oh, no. Not a single one. of It wasn't any of my friends because they were all out in the cemetery. I could see everybody mm-hmm. there. And, and it happened like three or four times. I finally turned the lights on in the car so I couldn't see it because I figured you know, <laughs> I can't see it. You know, it's, it's not there. Yep. And that was, that was my first experience at that cemetery. Wow. Now, did that shape your, your beliefs in the paranormal and your future? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, We went out there a couple more times, saw some other stuff. Uh, The, the one thing that really just freaked me out and I can't explain even to this day is we were out there and I didn't see the shadow figure this time. And really, honestly, we didn't see much of anything that time. And we were out there for about probably two hours, just walking around, seeing what we could see. And remember, I told you I had the louvers on the, on the car so that yes. it rain out. Well, I always kept my windows rolled down about a quarter inch because I'm a smoker. So, you know, when you're in Illinois and smoking and, you know, you... so I never rolled them up because I had those louvers. Uh, and that was only my driver's window. All my other windows were rolled up. Mm-hmm. When we get back to the car, there was, I couldn't even tell you how many white moths in my car. Gosh. My friend opened the door first and they just started flying out. Wow. And you have no idea where they came from? No idea. Like I had one window that was cracked about a quarter inch, maybe an inch. No lights were on and it was just (laughs) filled with white moths. And then after they left. There was this intense smell of uh, lilac in the air, and lilac wasn't in season then. Oh, coming then! Wow. So So, a ghost left behind a scent and vanished off in his moss. Yeah, I have no idea, but that was that wasn't as terrifying, but it was extremely strange. Oh yeah, that's it's impossible to explain that one. Yeah, I mean, I could understand if I would have left a dome light on or if I would have left, right. you know, some kind of light in the car. Nothing. There was no. <laughs> wow. There was no street lights because it was out in the middle of the country. OK, now you said that you had started out as a podcast. Um, what was your reason for creating the Paranormality magazine? Well, I wanted to grow the brand really i wanted to see where we could take this brand and how big we could actually get it um and we wanted to see what worked and what didn't and Mm -hmm. this was kind of a side project to see would people listen and would people you know read a digital magazine and um and could we get some of these really big big names in the paranormal to even even do it to even be a part of it oh okay so how many big names have you gotten Quite a few, actually. Nice. Um, you haven't so, been able to go through them all yet. <laughs> no. So uh, upcoming, um, uh, one of my writers, Cody Turk, he's going to be interviewing uh, Dave Schrader. Um, another Aaron Dees is going to be interviewing Lyle Blackburn. Wow. Nice. Um, and then we got a couple other things in the in the pipeline. We got a special issue coming to. Uh, uh, that um, we're working on right now, we're planning. So I'm not. I don't want to say too much about it, but we do have a, a special issue coming out. Um, it's exciting. 
but yeah, we just wanted to kind of, we kind of wanted to grow the brand, grow the name and see where it went. And that's. So how many issues are you currently at? Um, this issue that just came out is number 10. So we've been doing it for 10 months. Uh, I got something really special for our, for our one year anniversary. That's going to be going to be pretty cool as well. We're actually ah, having a meeting cool. about that today. <clears throat> so that's something cool there plus the addition you were talking about so there's yes. two good things coming up yes two cool things awesome okay and i mean you started out digitally and now your uh, issue 10 is starting out the print versions so you're growing pretty rapidly then mm-hmm. i would say right uh i wouldn't say rapidly but at a, at a nice pace well, <laughs> I, I learned a long time ago if you grow too fast um you're bound to fail no. Okay. Because you, well, here's my thought on that. Say, you 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 grow to a, to a rate to where you can't sustain it yourself, okay. or with the team you have, and then you have to find new team members or find you know what right. you need to keep going. So, if you uh, if you grow too fast, it it just really becomes unsustainable, and then everything just falls apart because you have that makes no, sense. Yeah. So you mentioned your team. You want to tell us a little bit about your current team? Yeah. So my current team is, uh, they're, they're amazing, by the way. Uh, I couldn't do any of this without them. But there's, uh, there's uh, Mr. Sam Sheeran. He is our artistic director, and he does all our covers. He's an amazing, amazing artist. They're beautiful. Uh, yes. Uh, you can check his website out at uh, mrsamsheeran.com. Um, he sells all his prints there. Just amazing artwork. Uh, he does some interviews. He did the uh, Jim Harold interview and he did the interview with uh, Micah Hanks. Um, and I do believe uh, um, our December issue with Morgan, he did, he did that interview as well. Um, then there's Cody Turk, who basically... It, he wants to he wants to write about anything and everything so whatever he wants to write about i tell him to Let go, him go. He, so it's good you trust him uh-huh i trust well, i've him read his my, work his work is great so uh, yeah i trust all my writers i tell them you know write about what you want and then we'll make it work right and so you know when they're writing about what they want there's more passion in the writing exactly. they're not given an assignment and told to write this they're right. writing with passion right and i always ask everybody especially with interviews like uh all our interviews we do i uh, i say do you want to interview this person and sometimes they're like no that's not in my wheelhouse i'll pass and then awesome. somebody else will pick it up because that's what they want to write about or who they want to write about so then i have my 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 girl in the uk michaela okay uh, I love Michaela. She is an amazing, amazing writer. Uh, she's actually a school teacher uh, by wow. trade. And uh, she pretty much gives me all the UK knowledge. Um, that comes so, in very handy. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it helps grow our, list, our readership actually there and uh, uh, in the UK as well. So, Yeah, there's a lot of paranormal over there. A lot of paranormal. She's got to have her hands full. She does. Uh, she's, uh, she's writing a piece on, uh, uh, British poltergeist right now. 
And then um, I saw where you guys read that uh, Beyond or Return of the Mothman. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. By Scott Donnelly. Yes. Uh, He sent me a copy of that as well. I'm going to read that later today. Uh, Definitely worth uh, it. Michaela was asking about it. She's like, what do we, can we do a review on this book? I, I want to read it. So I forwarded my copy and I think that's going to be coming up in, a, in an upcoming issue. Oh, that's going to be great. So, yeah, that's a real fun read. Well, that's yeah. You have a amazing sounding crew. How do yeah. you, and so when you're planning out your issues, how far in advance do you work on them? Oh, so this is, this is where it gets interesting. I imagine. <laughs> Have you ever seen South Park? Yes. Where they're like, we put our episodes together six days in advance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the same. So everybody has a due date of when they, when their story needs to be in by, which is the 20th actually of every month. And uh, so we have a meeting every month. So we have an idea of like interview wise, who we're going to be interviewing, who we're going to be talking to. Um, and what stories we're going to talk about, but I have no idea what they're writing, who, who, you know, what's going to go on anything like that until I get it and read it on the 20th. <laughs> and then, so from there I have tell usually about the mm, 28th to get it put together. So it takes me a couple <laughs> days to read everything and edit everything. And then, uh, and then, so I literally put it together in probably less than 10 days. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, do you focus on a specific thing for each episode or is everything a collection of the supernatural, the cryptids, the UFOs? Everything is just a collection. Uh, we don't focus. We don't have a, a set focus on anything. Um, and I think our readers like that, that they can get I know I do. <laughs> a little bit of everything in yeah. each issue. Uh, anytime we do anything, because we've talked about it, uh, doing like a, a UFO issue for, uh, uh, I think it's June or July. I can't remember when International UFO Day is, but it's the second or fourth or something like that of one of the months. We might do a, a special issue on that. Um, but I like the fact that it is a... Uh, kind of a collection of different different subjects. Well, the whole field is pretty eclectic in and of itself. So it's good that you have something for everyone in each episode. Right. Now, I do have uh, one uh, one writer, Jordan Heath. He loves cryptids. He's all about cryptids. And he's all about cryptids that you've probably never heard of yet. Awesome. So, so he uh, he does an article on a different cryptid every month. So there's always going to be a cryptid section in there. Uh, my Chaz, he's been with me since the beginning. Uh, Chaz is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's got a website, chazofthedead.com. He's a <laughs> paranormal investigator. And so he writes about UFOs. He's actually got a book about uh, uh, his trip to Chile to try to find this group called The Friendship. Which is, uh, which is uh, supposed to be an alien race that live on an huh. island. Really? Yeah. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to find them because of uh, circumstances that had to do with uh, the boat. And apparently that's a that's a thing. Like when people try to find it, they'll have like these unfortunate accidents or unfortunate <laughs> breakdowns or 
Or and of course, like, accidents is always with quotes. Yep. <laughs> right. Right. Something out yeah, there like, stopping you. Like they were stuck on a uh, on this uh, other island because their uh, their engine wouldn't start. Oh God. Yeah, they they were out in the middle of the uh, wow. uh, ocean going to an island, and their engine just went out. So even if you don't find your eventual goal, he still has, sounds like an amazing story to tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's doing another uh, research project right now. There was actually an article in it. Uh, I forget what issue it was, but it was on the Bet Spear. And that's a, that's a, it's a, basically a silver, I want to say basketball sized spear right. that uh, crashed into these people's house. Huh. really and uh yeah so it okay. had paranormal traits to it and whenever uh this kid would play music the ball would start moving and <laughs> so there's something vibrational about it but he's doing a, a lot of research up in uh up in the jacksonville florida area on that right now so okay That's cool. so everyone's very busy hell yeah so what would you find being the hardest part of working on the magazine Oh, the hardest part of working on the magazine is just making sure my sanity stays intact. <laughs> uh, for those just five de- five day deadline. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously, for those those six days that I'm working, uh, I work my my nine to five job, and then from there, um, I'm fortunate enough to have enough free time in the afternoons. But I'll do I'll pull eight nine hour d- nights working on the magazine until I get it done. Okay. So, so yeah, it's so a very it, stressful situation during that week for you. Yeah, that's yeah. like the most stressful week I have every month, and I love it. I wouldn't. And then once it's work. released, you can uh, give a sigh of of relaxation for the moment. Yeah, for like ten minutes, and then it's back to um, doing stuff because we post stuff on our website too. Um, yes, you do. Yeah, so we uh, we post stories on our website, and we uh, we have a little section. I was doing it every day. Uh, where I'd find paranormal news stories and and talk about those, but that just got overwhelming with everything else. So I changed that up a little bit. We don't do that anymore, but we do do a lot of uh, interviews uh, and and just other other writing that you would I don't know that you would find uh, uh, interesting for the most part. Uh, paranormal, UFO, cryptid, uh, anything like that that we just don't put in the magazine. Okay. So what would you say is your proudest achievement then with working on the magazine? So my proudest achievement actually just happened. Oh, good. So far. Um, I just got uh, an email Friday that uh, my ISSN number was uh, uh, not technically fully approved, but it was provisionally approved until I gave them a copy. Okay. So my 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 accomplishment that I am just so proud of is that uh, something that I created is going to be in the Library of Congress. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that definitely validates and recognizes you as a real yeah. resource. So, yeah, that would be an amazing achievement for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, we had our ISSN for digital, which, you know, but there's nothing like having print. a real physical print copy right. in the Library of Congress. Oh, definitely. So you never know. I mean, years from now, someone can still be pulling that out and discovering all new uh, cryptids and UFOs and such. Exactly. So now you're part of history. 
Exactly. And that's that. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. I really am. Okay. That's awesome. So what do you, what are your uh, future goals for uh, the magazine and for other projects? So for other projects, <laughs> what we're working on uh, right now is the, uh, the second annual paranormal podcast awards. Um, that's going to be happening in, we're trying for September this year. Cool. It was in October last year. We're trying for September. Uh, we're going to coincide that with a, uh, a festival as well. What? So that's awesome. Uh, here in Florida, here in Florida, actually really close to you guys. Oh, um, so not in Venice, not in Venice. No, oh. it's going to, we're trying to get it in, uh, uh, Casadega. Oh, have you heard of Casadega? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not far from where we are at all. Yeah. So I'm going to be taking a trip up there probably in the next couple of weeks, but apparently it's supposed to be the psychic capital of the world. And awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we've uh, talked about it a couple of times. There's the devil's chair and other uh, landmarks that are especially keen to having paranormal effects. Yeah. So I, I figured that was a, a perfect place. Actually, Chaz, he was the one who brought it up. He was like, Hey, let's do it here. Cause it's, um, he's helping <laughs> me set this up. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be the, uh, uh, 40 infest.com is yeah. Website. It's not up yet, but, uh, it's going to be the 40 infest. Awesome. And that's scheduled for this September or that's what it's, your goal is. That's the goal is going to be like, uh, the, either the second or, or third or fourth week of September. Well, we'll be there. Yeah. That's what we're going for. So I'm going to be making some announcements on that after we uh, lock everything down. But that's one of the plans that we have for for the magazine is to start doing conventions and kind of just bringing everybody together because that's really what the magazine's all about. Right. Bringing everybody from every group together, even though they might disagree on one thing or or another, (laughs) you know, you're still part of a group. That's right. Okay. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with Paranormality Magazine, how can they order your magazine digitally and how can they get it in print now? So all you have to do is go to paranormalitymag.com. And um, if you want to see the digital copy, just click the image of the cover art. And then if you want to order a print copy, there's a button right below it. And I always put the, uh, the last two issues up but there is uh, links to get to all the other issues uh, from there. So, awesome. Okay, great. We might have to grow our print <laughs> so we can have them all. <laughs> yes. So um, what has been your favorite story with the Paranormality magazine? My has there been any that you read and it just blew you away? You know, there's been a lot of stories that have blown me away because I, I'd never really thought of stuff like that. Uh, Mm-hmm. But one that comes to mind that uh, that was actually written by Chaz, it was uh, about uh, an article or uh, a guy who got lost in Antarctica and they never found his body. Um, hmm. uh, and I forget the, the whole story, but I guess there was a snowstorm coming and there was some kind of weird sound they were trying to uh, figure out where it was coming from. And he took off to go search for this, and then he got lost, and never they never heard from him again. Never oh my found gosh. him. Um, but yeah, that was a that was an interesting story. Um, a lot of Jordan stories I really enjoy because they're they're cryptids that I've never even heard of. 
um, or I've heard of them, but never thought about, you know, actually checking out what these are. Uh, last month he did one on the, uh, uh, Alaskan, um, oh, I have to look that up what the name of it was, but, but when you're, when you're throwing like eight or nine stories every month, plus yes. it's kind of hard to remember right. all of them. But yeah, oh, they, most definitely. <laughs> But, but uh, so. you always something new to learn too, right? Oh yeah, I I always have something new to learn, and I think one of the some of the favorite stuff that I've personally done was uh, my interview with Derek Hayes, and my interview with uh, Shannon Legro. Oh, okay, yeah. And those were in some of our uh, our first first issues, because <laughs> um, we actually started out as a paranormal podcast magazine okay which is very very niche yes that, that does make it very small so um so we actually started out as a, as a paranormal podcast magazine with stories that that uh had to do with the paranormal and uh over time it just kind of grew and actually uh darren marler i was talking with him and he's like, that is a super niche uh, magazine. He's like, you might want to think about expanding that to the paranormal, like the rest of the paranormal too. And and that kind of struck a chord with me. And I was like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of paranormal podcasts out there. A lot. Right. And, uh, and just the whole thing about there's so much more to the paranormal than just, just the podcast. And, and so it just kind of evolved over uh, about probably a two to three month period to where it is today. Okay. And I mean, you're making changes now as broadening it out as well. Oh yeah. When people read your magazine, what do you hope they take away from it? Honestly, I hope they take away the fact that they can get a little bit of everything that they're looking for all in one place. Okay. Um, and I hope they they learn something that they they might not have known before. Right. Oh, that it, yeah, that you definitely accomplished because <laughs> I know that happens for me. Um, and I, and then with the interviews, I I what I tell my uh, writers when I'm like when you're interviewing, uh, I'm like don't ask them questions that you know they're gonna find everywhere else. I actually have a conversation with them and then go from there. Right. Just sit down, talk with him, see what everything's like. Like when Cody did uh, uh, his interview with uh, Ken uh, Gerhardt, they actually went out to lunch, sat down oh, okay. and just talked for a couple hours. And he had his little recorder and recorded everything and then wrote his, wrote his article on it. And, that's, and awesome. that's, that's something I don't think a lot of interviewers do nowadays when they, they just they don't have that one on one conversation with somebody. And then and then pin it like like that. Well, yeah, because there's a difference between an interview and a conversation. Right. Right. And I think so, you learn more in a conversation than you do in an interview. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, <laughs> you let your guard down, you feel more relaxed, you're more open and you share more. And that's mm -hmm. what you want. You want you want your interviewees to share. Well, next time I can talk Gary into coming down to Venice, we can meet at Sharky's. We can have lunch. That sounds great. You know, I've I lived in Venice a few years. A few years. I've never ate at Sharky's. <gasps> what? No. I've never been there yet. 
Oh no. Okay. We're coming I, to, we're taking you to Sharky's. That's I, unreal. I go down there. I go down there every, every couple of days actually to that area. Cause I, uh, I don't know if you can see it, but I have a metal detector back there. Right. Oh, okay. So, so I go, uh, I go metal detecting. I go uh, for shark's teeth. You go for t- metal. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. find anything interesting on the beaches? Oh, here we go. The other week I found this little guy and for your people listening, it's literally just an army guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a GI Joe, isn't it? I don't know if it's a GI Joe, but it's yeah, it's kind of like a mini GI Joe and it's all plastic except for the two. There's two metal screws in his back. Okay. And, and actually I'm not the one who found it. My brother-in-law found it because we were taking turns. Uh, cause he'd never been metal detecting before. And he had watched that, uh, curse of Oak Island. Like, oh, yes. Really into that the, searching for the treasure. Yeah. And they use a lot of metal detectors there. And he was like, this is pretty interesting. And so, yeah, that was one of my coolest finds, but I find rings. I find coins. I find junk. A lot of times wow. I find junk, but yeah. So that is amazing. That, that's what I do to unwind is I, uh, you treasure I go, hunt. I, I go treasure hunting. That is great. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, is there anything uh, additional you want to add to the interview? Anything else you want our listeners to know? I mean, just check us out at uh, paranormalitymag.com. Uh, we also have a merch store now. Uh, we're doing uh, um, our signature series, which is really interesting because um, I'm talking to different artists in the paranormal community. And I'm having them design a, a, a shirt design for me. But the only thing that I'm telling them is I want you to draw something and create me an image that when you hear Paranormality Magazine, what do you see? Gotcha. And then they sign it. And then, we're, and then we put that into T-shirt form, sticker form. Uh, I even got some buttons and all, all this other kind of stuff. But uh um, I like it because I don't know what I'm getting until, until I, see <laughs> um, Eugene, uh, from other side Prince just did an amazing, amazing, uh, drawing that's now up for pre-order. Uh, but it's a, uh, magazine with a, with a hand coming out of it and fire. It's beautiful. I saw that this morning because you're also on Instagram as well. So yes. people can, people can find more information about you on Facebook, Instagram. Are you on Twitter as well? I do not tweet. Um, okay. I, I, I've not, I've not really understood that Twitter world yet. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm good to be on Instagram and Facebook. I'm primarily on Instagram. I am on Facebook. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, Instagram's probably the best and that's paranormality magazine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always, if anybody, <laughs> Uh, wants to wants to send me anything cool um, to write about or topic ideas. I am up for that. Okay, great. Uh, and then we're going to be at a few different conventions this year, along with our own. Uh, we're going to be at Cryptid Bash, uh, trying to get to Cryptid Con to have a booth there. There, uh, I'll know something more about that in a few few weeks. Uh, there's a UFO festival in uh, Virginia. We're going to be at. Wow. 
And then there's another uh, Bigfoot conference in uh, Florida down in Port Charlotte, the Southwest Florida Bigfoot conference on, on June 4th. I believe it is that we're going to. Yes. So you're making your presence known everywhere. That is, that is very great to hear. Yes. That's awesome. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast and uh, for everyone, please make sure you do check out both the digital, the prints, and now the merchandise of Paranormality Magazine. Thank you, Goldianne and uh, Gary for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you both. Thank you for coming for us. I mean, it was great. So uh, I get the word out there. Yes. So Jack Kirby with Paranormality Magazine. Being sure to snatch up the latest edition of Paranormality Magazine, I suppose this is a good time to make our way back out of the mist and bring this episode to a close. We'd like to give special thanks to David Facilian and Facilian Studios for our introduction music. We would like to ask you to please leave us a review on the podcast provider you are listening to this on to help promote the show. We are on all manner of social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about encounters with cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries of your own. You can also reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast. And for those who may need a daily dose of cryptids and ghosts, we have a TikTok channel, which gives a few-minute clips about a story involving some of your favorites and some unknown creatures and spirits. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Jack Kirby of Paranormality Magazine, and we'll come again for another episode. As a reminder... If we've entertained you, feel free to donate a few dollars to our Buy Me a Coffee app. It's a great way to show that you enjoyed our stories and we'll come again for another episode about cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. But until then, I hope you make your way out of the mist safely and perhaps a bit more curious.